In the early 1950s, the U.S. government purchased the world's supply of LSD as just the first step in a debauched program code named MKUltra. In an exclusive interview, Ike Feldman, one of the operation's kingpins, talks to Richard Stratton about deadly viruses, spies, and bat trips. I was very minor missionary, actually a heretic, but I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, cheat, steal, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the all-highest? CIA agent George Hunter White. Welcome to Loot News. This is just a tip of a much larger story. As this story paints a picture in your mind, only you can determine your own conclusion. Now enjoy the rest of the episode. Afternoon and evening from here, everyone, at Loot News. When I say everyone, I mean just me. Anyways, hoping everyone enjoyed themselves over the holidays, Christmas. Um, loved either not working or going to school. That's one plus side, I guess you can look at it. But jumping and diving right into it. Sorry, I had a little bit of coffee this morning. It's folders in your cup. Anyways, now, trending on Twitter. Dun, dun, dun. Deadpool 3. Yeah. Well, Deadpool 3 has now officially uh, been confirmed. But here's the problem. The beef that everybody has with this is the fact that uh, Ryan Reynolds' problem is, I guess, is... Well, let's get into it here. On Twitter, mentioning Deadpool 3 at the nice cast, Ryan Reynolds confirmed Deadpool 3. But so curious what the Marvel Studios slash Disney imprint would look like on a Deadpool character. This kind of seems to be the trend. Screen rant. Mickey Mouse is apparently a fan of chimichangas. And it's a brogy. Deadpool 3. Now in the works at Marvel Studios per Ryan Reynolds. Dot, dot, dot. Don't mess this up, Disney. So I guess that's the biggest, one of the biggest things people are afraid of is the fact that Disney might mess it. It still, it still has rated R, um... You know, the rated R rating on it, but they're afraid they might get messed up one way or another. Another trend is hashtag soup song and movies. I guess you just bottled up together either songs with soup names, movies with soup names. Get the picture? Good. Captain Finehorn stays. A y'all bisque is on my list. A y'all bisque is on my list, baby, a bisque. Anyways, John G1704. Oxtail of Two Cities, A Snowman for You, An Officer and a Lentleman, Joe Remarkable, Crouton Hears a Who. <laughs> Crouton Hears a Who. You know, Horton Hears a Who. I'm sure you get it. Flamenco Bug. Heinz Sealed Delivered. Yeah, you get it. Jester Mouse. Star Trek Two. The Broth of Khan. Brenda Ann 66. <laughs> for all you Harry Potter fans out there. Harry Pottage and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> Anyways, Rawhead, a zero one. I put a spell on you. 
Because your Heinz. Anyways, and Chris994013 says, And Chowder West was one. Something like that, huh? Moving. Moving right along here. We're on touching base now with the uh, streamer spotlight. Good old streamer spotlight. Dr. Lupo shatters his own record. I think it might end up being the record. The record. The record, the record. Um, anyways, Lupo breaks his previous record of uh, $920,000 raised in his previous charity um, stream by a landslide. Dr. Lupo raised a whopping $2.3 million, million in his latest charity stream that lasted 24 hours. Biggest surprise, though, was that Twitch, I know Twitch has been in the limelight a lot here lately, uh, you know, people leaving out and in. But Twitch has also donated $1 million to the charity. Now, the charity we're speaking about here is all the proceeds raised from Lupo and what was donated from Twitch. They all go to St. Jude's Children Research Hospital. And, ooh, this is... Mm, mm, a YouTuber plays darks. Okay, before I get into this one here. You know, you all remember... Well, I don't know if you remember or not, but um, Destiny... The first Destiny. There was... um. There was the raid, and uh, someone completed the whole raid with a Guitar Hero guitar. I think it might have been with his feet or hand or feet. Something stupid. Anyways, so this YouTuber plays Dark Souls 3 with a toaster. Now, if you're familiar with Dark Souls, any of them, they cause anger issues. They're annoying. They're really hard on purpose. Minimal, limited responds. Anyways, so he beat, um, we'll get into it. The real spider's... George without the E is the gentleman. He found a way to map controller inputs using a microchip that was created inside of his toaster, that he created inside of his toaster. Not only does he create this contraption, but he records himself beating Dark Souls 3 boss, Abyss. The YouTuber is apparently calling his quest to beat this third-person action role-playing game, Toast Souls 3. Pretty original. And Ninja and Dakota's Twitter beef. Twitter beef. So, you know, Dakota's, if you don't know who Dakota's is, I mean, he's a, a well-known, as well, as well-known streamer, personality, influencer, you know, whatever you want to say. Anyways, now, do keep in mind, Dakota's is not, he ain't calling nobody out. He ain't tag nobody, hashtag nobody. But Dakota's tweets, Fortnite is hot garbage right now. Change my mind. Which, let me get into this real quick. I really hate when anybody posts on Twitter and the end of it says, change my mind. Because what that really pertains to um, is just pretty much wanting feedback. You're just, you know, you're looking for attention. Attention seeker. They'll put something controversial up there like Fortnite's hot garbage right now or whatever. Maybe something political, religious, whatever they'll put on there. But then they'll put, change my mind. No one's going to really change your mind, but they just like, you know, the notability. Anyways, Ninja then tweet. Now, remember, like I said, Dakota, though, even though he put that, he didn't tag nobody in it. But Ninja, hey, he must have took an offense. Ninja then tweet replied, you could always play another game, LOL. And then he tagged in Tifu, T-T-F-U-E, which is Tifu. Only reason why, that's kind of an inside joke with um, any of the streamers. But what that really boils down to is... Uh, Tifu is known for, for one, his very toxic um, community that he has raised from the ground up, his uh, his fans and viewers. But anyways, you know, Tifu, um, 
He's always going on rants. Uh, I hate this, hate that. This is stupid. I'm not going to play it. Any, or you should change this. You know, I hate to say it, but he's a whiner. Like a lot of these guys are, to be honest. I mean, Ninja and Dakota. All these guys, to a degree, are whiners about something. But anyways, so Tifu's really known for um, complaining about a game and still always keep, you know, he's still playing that game. So that's why he made the reference. And, you know, so Ninja... That's all it was said at first, and everybody's like, "Okay, this is just whatever." So then Dakota's kind of makes a remark on his own Twitter, not tagging nobody. Makes a remark that he's just gonna he's gonna end up blocking Ninja. You know, he don't want to, but he's going to. Now keep in mind, though, in the back of your mind, that Ninja and Dakota are friends deep down inside, and and all these streamers, you know, like for instance, I always bring it up, but like Doctor Disrespect. And Shroud, you know, at one point they're always nagging on each other's videos, acting like they're mad at each other, but then they play tourneys together. It's just controversy that still brings in viewers for both of them. It's a win-win. You get to act and, and make more money. Anyways, so Ninja kind of caught wind of that and doesn't like it, so he don't say nothing, but then later he vents to Dr. Lupo, in which Dr. Lupo does make a good suggestion here, but he suggests this leaving it alone and just make, you know, humor out of the situation. Well... You know, his head's a little big, so he didn't really follow Lupo's instructions or suggestions, I mean. So, you know, many fall many followers on both sides of him, of the two, you know, very influential streamers, seen this convo and, and both of them kind of played it out differently. You know, some of them seen it as whatever, you know, moving on, who cares? And some people seen it as, you know, Dakota's kind of standing up to Ninja and uh, you know, standing up to him. So anyways, <laughs> Either way, um, right before Christmas, Ninja posted, and like I said, you know, it is what it is. Dakota said he was going to, but Dakota ended up blocking him. And um, he could have just left it at that. But no, no, no. Got to dig in there deeper. So right before Christmas, Ninja posted a picture of Dakota's uh, Twitter profile header and profile picture, which shows no tweets. And it shows and states below it that, you know, he's been blocked. Dakota blocked Ninja. And the tagline from that uh, from Ninja's photo was "Merry Christmas." And then Dakota's "Thanks for blocking me?" question mark. So <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, and these are the words of Dakota's. But after waves of twelve-year-old snowflakes, which he's referring to the very very young audience of uh, followers that uh, Ninja has. Anyway, he talks about how I guess all like you know Ninja stated at one point that. You, you know, you don't hate on another streamer, and you definitely don't, with negativity, you don't send after followers, you know, your followers toward DM and, and cause, you know, havoc. You don't do that. Um, but he kind of broke his own rule, whether it was confirmed or not, that he told his very young audience. But they were very upset with Dakota blocking Ninja. Um, so all these, I mean, Dakota got just swarmed, swarmed with what he calls these 12-year-old snowflakes on social media. And, of course, everybody was hoping that the issue would resolve, you know, soon. And it is still unresolved. Odd news. Sheep wears human bra. Vets in New Zealand said a sheep with severely damaged and saggy udders was spared surgery or worse, death. When she was fitted with a bra designed for humans. The bra size was a 24J, which was from a lingerie company called Rosenthorns, which also inspired the owners to name their sheep in the honor of that company. And if you guys are wondering, the sheep's new name becomes Rose. How original. Burglar in North Carolina home is a robot. So a North Carolina couple, um, 
who believed there was a burglar in their home. They called 911, and responding deputies quickly identified the suspect when they arrived. Robotic vacuum. So, Forsyth County Sheriff's Office responded to a 911 call in the early hours of Christmas Day. The couple stated that there was an intruder downstairs. So, get this. It may just be me. I don't know. But whenever I hear a noise in the house, and you know, this morning I woke up early because there's noise in the house, like three something in the morning. Haven't been asleep. Hence the coffee, Folgers. But anyways, so apparently they heard noise downstairs. No one checks it out. They grab their phone and they go hide in the closet until the deputies arrive at the scene. Hide in the closet. You can't even protect. You can't even protect your your own house. You, you know. I mean, golly, such a weenie. Hide in your own closet. And see, I've watched too many scary movies. I already know what's going to happen if it was somebody. I'm going to hide in that closet. Then I'm just going to die in that closet. I already know it. I've already seen the movie. But um, this is just a side note, though, um, that was also in the document or in the uh, report. For whatever reasoning, the couple named their vacuum. And I, I don't even know why it was reported anyways. But they named their robotic vacuum Harry. Well, Harry's making a loud disturbance down downstairs. But another incident, um, and it also includes robotic vacuum, is uh, in a few months earlier, there was a woman that heard a noise from her bathroom. So she locked the door. From the outside, I guess there's an outside lock, maybe. I don't know. It just said she locked from the outside. So she stated the 911 operator, she is seeing or has been, you know, shown a shadow underneath the door that, that's, that's looked, you know, like an intruder, like feet, but it's going back and forth. So she knows something's in there. I mean, period. There, there is something in there. So the police arrive, guns drawn, because they, you know, at this point it's already identified there is something in there. So the police arrive with their guns drawn to the bathroom door, and they barge through the door after multiple failed attempts, you know, from response um, when they're yelling, you know, through the door. And um, so they force in there, force a way in there. And uh, one of the officers were inside the bathroom, and they witnessed a, uh, as he stated, a very nice vacuum job from a Roomba. So again, that was just a, just a, you know, just anybody out there, just uh, that would all be avoided. Just for one, remember you have something else to the house. I mean, there's not once when I had one of my three kids that I added to the family and I heard a noise. I'm, uh, I don't think logical the first second. That's the problem is people skip the logical thoughts and go. And they, you know, if you if you can't handle a scary movie or a suspenseful movie without thinking that you're gonna die by somebody at your house, then don't watch the movie. It could have been really somebody that needed help that day that, you know, the police were there. But uh, lastly, and this is a good one, very controversial, man with chip unlocks Tesla door. So a Utah man, he's blurring the lines between man and machine by implanting microchips into his hands that allow him to, among other things, unlock his Tesla car. So his name's Ben Workman of Provo said he is currently has four microchips implanted into his hands, including an electronic Tesla key that as a, that allows him to unlock his vehicle door with a, just a wave of his hand. So three other microchips allow. He's got four microchips. One's to get you know his Tesla key to allow him to get into his door. Look all fancy while he's waving. You know, maybe he's waving at the neighbors, whatever. Three, The three other microchips allow him to, ready, lock and unlock doors at work. Doesn't state where he works at, but super weird. Log on and off the computer, which I don't know, you know, hopefully something ever happens where you change the password. Well, how's the password? I mean, I'm assuming as a resync up to your, your chip, you know, I mean, if you change the password, or maybe it's more like just an unlock, like a face ID kind of. Anyways, RFID, probably. Or Bluetooth. Um, to log and log and off the computer, he can lock and unlock doors. 
because he's very lazy. And uh, he can share contact information using the same technology as Apple Pay and Google Pay. It's, I really don't see the point. But anyways, here's, here's the interesting part here. It gets good. Three of the four microchips were, inst were installed by family members. What? You know, installed by family members. <laughs> I guess they didn't worry about infection or nothing like that. I don't know. Um, I don't know if family members meaning like they work somewhere they did this. Um, I don't really, I really don't know exactly. It's kind of weird. Um, but anyways, uh, uh, cause the way they say it, the way they state it, it makes me feel like they're on their couch and he's got a big, you know, uh, glass of, of, uh, alcohol. He's just, he's just downing it while they're cutting his arms and shoving in metal, you know? Anyways, one microchip, which was, um, one of the four, which was the Tesla key chip, though. Now, that was a little difficult for whatever reason. That required help from an actual piercing studio to complete. Now, my biggest thing is, uh, you know, the, 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 the studio, piercing studio. I mean, what are they going to think? Hey, look, dude, I know you usually do piercings. You've probably done some weird piercing locations. Um, but you, you do me a favor, and I, I need you to insert this chip in my skin. It helps with my Tesla. Get in and out of it. You know what I mean? It's really weird. I'd love to get more info on that. But anyways, Workman, oh, now here's a, he, he's just crazy. Workman also has a magnet implanted on his left hand. But this is only because he can perform magic tricks. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, it's so dumb. That is so dumb. I ain't gonna implant nothing up in me. You, you, you know, period. I don't care what it is. I'm against it. Uh, not just religiously, but I'm just not gonna do it. You know what I mean? The government and, and uh, look, I have watched a lot of movies when it comes to that stuff. And I'm like, there ain't no way in the world I'm going to do that. That is redonkulous. Coming up after the short break, we're going to get into the thick of it. With man in control from the government themselves. Also, the experiments that were performed and the goals that MKUltra was trying to reach. Stay tuned. And welcome back, everyone. It is time for the main topic. Dun, dun, dun. Project MKUltra and the CIA plot to defeat the Soviets with mind control. But here is a declassified document detailing Project MKUltra's mind control experiments. Some information has been redacted. <laughs> Subject Project MKUltra. Subproject 8. 1. Subproject 8 is being set up as a means to continue the present work in the general field of LSD until September 11th, 1954. Two, this project will include continuation of a study for the biochemical, neurophysiological, and clinical psychiatric aspects of LSD, and also a study of LSD antagonists, antagonists, <laughs> and I tell you I couldn't read, right? And drugs related to LSD, such as LAE. A detailed proposal is attached. The principal investigators will continue to be... Number three, the estimated budget of the project is a whopping $39,500. Will serve as a cut-out and cover for the project and will furnish the above funds to the philo philanthropic... <laughs> philanthropic... Anyways, dude, it's given to a grant for some medical research. A service charge of $790, 2% of the estimated budget, is to be paid for the service. But the CIA maintains they never set out to hurt anybody. Their plan for Project MKUltra has to be for research, observe, and ultimately just find a way to gain a military advantage over the Soviet Union. 
if it is terrorizing and torturing innocent people. But somewhere down the line, something was compromised. The most horrendous experiments, meant to be theoretical, started to become real, and human beings were dragged into the project as subjects, often without their consent. No one was supposed to know. The project was treated with such secrecy that it was given multiple code names. In the end, all the records pertaining to it were destroyed by the director of the CIA himself. That is all but a misfiled cachet. In 1975, the surviving documents were discovered in financial records, building and later released under a Freedom of Information Act request. Now this public has access to 20,000 documents. Now 20,000 documents seems like a lot of documents. It really does, but it's a very small percentage of the actual original records. All that remains of what is arguably one of the largest and most heinous, heinous government cover-ups of all time. They tell the strange and stomach-churning story of the U.S. government's attempt to develop mind control. Remember, it's not just for, you know, freaky-deaky experiments. No, no, no. This was actually meant for uh, mind control for, uh, you know, against the Soviet. The Soviets. Anyways, I don't know if anybody knows this or not. You may know the touch-up on MKUltra, but... Without this, what I'm about to tell you, without this, there would be no MK Ultra. There was Operation Paperclip, December 5th, 1956. Um, this is a redacted MK Ultra project document. Subject, beep, 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 Project MK Ultra, Subproject 22. One, the purpose of this project is to provide funds to carry out the isolation and characterization of the intoxicating substances present in certain varieties of Rivia Corboza. Two, conducted studies on this material which had led to development of methods which can now be applied to large samples of seed, thereby allowing the production of significant quantities of the active materials for defiant biological testing and characterization. Attached is the proposal to carry out this work as directed by TSS. Three, the Gus Chichter Fund for Medical Research Incorporated, will serve as a cutout for transfer of funds to the investigator. The estimated cost of the work is $5,950 for one year. To this must be added a 4% service charge for the Gus Chichter Fund, amounting at $238 service fee. Therefore, the total cost of the investigation for one year will not exceed $6,188. And that, again, was the redacted MK Ultra Project document that was originated in December 5th of 1956. It is unlikely that Project MKUltra's mind control experiments would have been possible without the groundwork laid by Operation Paperclip. Started by the Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency in 1945, Operation Paperclip was a project designed to harness German intelligence to expand America's weapons program and to gain an advantage. Anyways, in the space race, Paperclip involved bringing German scientists to the U.S. to work on government projects through President Truman was adamant that no Nazi or Nazi sympathizers should be employed. That's a good thought. Officials running the project determined the outspace of the Soviets at any cost, simply expunged the records of Nazi scientists and war criminals to make them viable candidates and onboarded them anyway. Could you imagine that they're breaking the rules? Blows my mind. But the researchers who came to the U.S. through Operation Paperclip were, for the most part, respected members of the scientific community. Several received awards for their work from NASA and the U.S. Department of Defense, and two of them are recognized by the International Space Hall of Fame. But others were assigned to more disturbing projects that went on to build darker, 
legacies. Among the intelligence community's most pressing concerns were interrogation techniques. The U.S. government feared it was already falling behind the Soviet Union, which is why, on April 13, 1953, Alan Walsh Deleuze, then director of the CIA, sanctioned a new controversial and highly secretive project. Here below, I'm about to read, is the actual MKUltra original proposal. Proposal states, It is proposed to continue research on problems critical to a clarification of the fundamental aspects of the stimulus-response relationship in biological systems. Studies will be conducted utilizing chronic animal preparations with permanent septal electrodes. Sorry for that. It's not the clearest. Remember, it's old. Old. The original proposal. Investigations will be conducted... <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry about that. Investigations will be conducted utilizing chronic intelligence... Um, intelligence... I just lost my place. Investigations will conducted <laughs> utilizing... <clears throat> chronic electrode preparations coupled with elected classic classical types of conditioning. Studies will be conducted on the geography of the brain and selected species of animals. Just animals, guys, not humans. To determine the locus in which anomalations will produce specific reactions. The MK Ultra, which also operate under the you know critonyms project MK Neomi and MK Delta. MK was used to indicate the project that was sponsored by the technical services staff at the CIA. Ultra was a nod to the code name that had been used for classified documents during World War II. The original goal of MK Ultra was to create a truth serum that could be used against Soviet spies and prisoners of war to gain intelligence on Soviet actions during Cold War. Unsurprisingly, perhaps the real truth serum proved elusive. What seemed more possible to the researchers was a kind of mind control brought on by placing the subject in a heavily altered mental state, typically with the help of wildly experimental drugs, hence LSD. The CIA was particularly anxious to embark on the project because there have been rumors that the Soviet Union, Chinese, and North Koreans were all developing mind control techniques, which later turned out to just be rumors. With reports of favorable outcomes for Soviet scientists, the U.S. intelligence community was really banking on this MK Ultra success. There is so much confidence in that it was seriously drew up in several schemes to drug Fidel Castro, as much as they believed in this project. So under the um, so under the CIA, the MK Ultra scientists began conducting experiments. This is where it gets good. For <clears throat> for secrecy, the experiments were spread across multiple cities, college campuses, and hospitals. Most of the experiments involved observing the effects of illegal drugs such as LSD and opioids on human subjects. Remember, we read that proposal earlier. It said animals, all just animals. No, no humans. Uh, Subjects. Another lie. So how do you trust somebody that lies? An MK Ultra document from 1955. <clears throat> One of the few recovered lists, the assortment of drugs and substances that were given to the test subjects. And I have a list here of the, uh, <laughs> wow. Anyways, I, I got a, you know, list of test subjects here <clears throat> of what can happen. Substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. Substances which increase the efficiency of men <laughs> mentation and perception. Materials which will cause the victim to age faster, slower in maturity. Materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol. Materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in reversible ways so that they may use for malingering 
etc. Materials which will cause temporary slash permanent brain damage and loss of memory. Substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand torture and during uh, during interrogation and so-called brainwashing. So you couldn't be brainwashed. Materials and physical methods which would produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. In case you get captured, pop it. You know. Physical methods of producing shock and confused over extended periods of time and capable of, of use. Substances which produce physical disablement, such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, etc., I know, I got a little bit more, guys. There's so many things that could happen, right? So, and a lot of this stuff is done without consent. Not like they ask them, hey, uh, let me read these things to you real quick. You want to do it? Of course, you're going to say no. Um, substances will, you know, which will produce a chemical that can cause blisters. Substances which alter personality structure in such a way that a tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. Mama. A material which will cause mental confusion of such a type that the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. So you, you can't give out the secrets. Substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administrated in undetectable amounts. I think it's what happened to me when I'm working. I think someone's slipping me some of this stuff. Substances which promote weakness or distortion of the eyesight of hearing um, preferably without permanent effects though that's good a knockout pill knockout pill that could be administrated in drinks food cigarettes aerosol etc which will be safe to use provide a maximum of amnesia and will be suitable for use by agent types on ad hoc basis and lastly a material which can be administrated by the above routes in which in very small amounts will make it possible for a person to perform physical activity I know it's a lot to take on that is that is in, that's insane. But some some of the the most substances were you know LSD, THC, synthetic, um, government created super hallucinogen BZ, as well as a widely available stimulant such as alcohol. Researchers would often administrate uh, two drugs with the opposite effects. Um, so pretty much it would observe their reactions um, and give the subjects already under the influence of alcohol a dose of drug like LSD. So they'll be all smashed and then they'll give them LSD. Combine both of them together. Hypnosis was also performed often in an effort to create fears in subjects that could then be exploited to gain information researchers went on to investigate the effects of hypnosis on the results of polygraph tests which we know are just highly inaccurate i don't believe in another stupid and its implications for memory loss sensory deprivation tanks were sometimes used to test the effects of drugs without the stimuli of the outside world mk ultra also witnessed experimentation involving electro electro <laughs> Electroconvulsive therapy and other um, paralytic drugs. But now here's some of the subjects, and this is a weird part. Some of the subjects, which remember, animals, it's just animals. That's all it's supposed to be. Some of the subjects of the MK Ultra were volunteers, students who were paid to take the drugs, or addicts who were bribed with the promise of more drugs if they participated. That's not lying at all. Um, some of the subjects were unwitting, notably those from the most vulnerable populations, you know, prostitutes, prisoners, mental patients. No one, you know, much not they don't have much of a connection with the outside world. Um, in one experiment, an unwitting mental patient in Kentucky was giving a dose of LSD every day for 174 consecutive days. The unexpected participants weren't all civilians, though some of them were CIA operatives themselves. Dr. Sidney Gottlieb 
the head chemist of the MK Ultra, wanted to study the effects of LSD in uh, normal settings. So he began to administrate LSD to CIA officials without warning. He couldn't trust nobody. Um, the experiments continued for years, even when the Army scientist Dr. Frank Olson began to suffer from drug-induced depression, jumped out of a 30-story window. The side effects incurred by the experiment subjects, both volunteers and the unaware, were significant. People reported depression, um... Retrograde amnesia, paralysis, withdrawal, confusion, disorientation, pain, insomnia, um, schizophrenic-like mental states as a result of the experiment. The effects and repercussions were never treated or reported to the authorities because it's all a freaking secret. Remember, animals. It was clear that the government had violated the Nuremberg Code, the set of ethical principles of human experimentation set down in the aftermath of World War II. And no one could know. Crazy, crazy enough so far. Which, like I said, one thing crazy is side effects. Anyways, the documents regarding the MKUltra were destroyed. Existence of the project has been denied by the CIA. Participants of the experiments were occasionally vocal about their involvement. One of the project's early volunteers was Ken Kesey. He volunteered <clears throat> where he was a student at Stanford University to be observed while taking LSD and other psychedelic drugs. His experience was, according to him, a positive one. He finished experiments. He promoted the drug to the public. His book was also in the part inspired by his experiences. Um, among the notable experimenters was Donald Edwin Cameron, the first chairman of the World Psychiatric Association and the president of the American and Canadian Psychiatric Associations. He was a researcher, eh? That's, that's all I got for my Canadian accent. I, I should work on it. It was his research into a concept he called psychic driving that drew the CIA to him in the first place and he continued his experiments. He drugged patients, played tapes, noises, simple repeating suggestions while they were in comatose for long periods of time, hoping that techniques like that, as well as dangerous experiments, you know, with electroconvulsive therapy, could help correct schizophrenia by erasing memories and reprogramming the mind. Simple. Very simple. In reality, they resulted in the subjects being comatose for months at a time, permanently you know, suffering. Ironically, Cameron had been also a member of the Nuremberg Medical Tribunal. John C. Lilly, a noted animal behaviorist, was also involved in experiments for his research in human communication with dolphins. <laughs> um, Lilly had created the first sensory deprivation tank. The tank was commissioned by the MK Ultra scientists to create a sensory-free environment, all for their subjects, you know, to experience acid trips. In early 1970, remember, it's been going on since 50s. In early 1973, <clears throat> Sorry about my voice. The aftermath of the Watergate scandal, CIA Director Richard Helms ordered all MK Ultra files destroyed. He feared that all government agencies would be investigated. He would not risk a breach of information on such a controversial topic. 1975, President Gerald F. Gerald R. F. <laughs> Gerald R. Ford commissioned an investigation to CIA activities hoping to eradicate conspiracies within the organization. Two committees spawned from the investigation, Church Committee of the U.S. Congress and the Rockefeller Commission. The investigations revealed that Helms had destroyed most of the evidence, but 20,000 documents had survived as a result of administrative error. Or was it on purpose? The investigations had only those documents and testimonies of the participants and the information of the MK Ultra. 1977, a Freedom of Information Act request made those 20,000 documents available to the public, sparking Senate hearings on ethics. Um, the projects later that year, survivals filed lawsuits against the CIA, federal government regarding informed consent laws, but not many, you know, received any sort of settlement for it. Since the documents were revealed, 
countless shows, movies, all have been inspired by Project MKUltra's mind control experiments. Sorry about that. That was very loud. Notably, which I've mentioned before, The Men Who Stare at Goats, the Jason Bourne series, and Stranger Things. If you never knew that, now you do. Lastly, the government does not deny, though, anything the MK Ultra experiments took place. But most of what transpired remains a mystery. Most of the discussions surrounding the experiments today comes from conspiracy theorists, you know, possibly ATT. The CIA is adamant that the experiments seized in 1973 and that all related experiments were abandoned. Due to the destruction of the records, the secrecy surrounding the project, and the various ever changing code names, theorists aren't so sure, eh? Some of them even believe the experiments are still taking place today. But of course, there's just no way to be sure. That one there. I know it's a lot to take in, ladies and gents. But that one's a, that one there's a, that'll get you thinking. But anyways, look, if you guys have any topics, if you liked this, this episode change of pace, if you didn't, you know, tell me your feedback. You do or don't like it. Uh, go to lootnews.com. Um, on the second page of Listen Here, very bottom, you got the button there where you can uh, submit anything to me you want. And, um, you know, we can, we can help find a better experience for you listening. As well as make sure you follow my Twitter, Twitter as well as my Instagram, all at Loot News, Loot News which is just my, it's just my um, podcast name together, all lowercase. And, um, of course, you can always, if, if you're, you know, adamant about hearing me and, and keep hearing me and, and want improvements um, and you feel like you you know no no pressure at all but if you ever feel like you need to support something you can always support my patreon also at loot news but again that is lootnews.com check it out today if you have not already I can also sign it you can sign up on the first page of my newsletter so whenever an episode releases you'll get an email um, when it does. Because it's going to be weekly base, this this podcast. I'm changing it from Tuesdays to just weekly. So it's going to be anytime between Tuesday and Tuesday, I guess you can say now. But anyways, again, that is lootnews.com. Make sure you write that. It's very easy. It's just my podcast name, crunchtogether.com. But that will conclude episode seven, Mind Control. And again, everyone out there, please, especially with New Year's coming up in a few days, be safe. Watch out for the crazies. Always remember to turn home the way you left it. One piece. Everybody, please have a good rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Thank you all.